What's up, Zambia? This is Robin Piri from soundcomposed.com. Hosted by British Council Southern African Arts, this series takes you behind the scenes on Zoom sessions. Zambian sound pros meet David Asselmane of DM Sound Design UK. Now, uh, anyone from Zambia who'd like to make a comment on anything that has been said so far before David speaks about his licensing? Or did I put you all on the spot? <laughs> if I explained it wrong, please feel free to correct me. My learning curve came from uh, being on the ground and having to having run into the uh, whole problem with sound rights as a kid who was very young, 17 at the time, and having to deal with the fact that my music was playing and I could do nothing about it because of what uh, the country system was. It was literally because of where I was born. Uh, people were running riot with my music. And in fact, it was the British ambassador who came to me one day and said, move to the UK, be protected by that law. And it's hard to tell people today that some of the things you listen to are literally people regenerating what I was writing as a kid. So I, I, I am very passionate about it because situation where it was either bankrupt your local uh, media and agencies or uh, as, as WIPO put it, or we can change the law. So I selected change the law and left. Change the law. Yeah. Robin, so, I have a bit of a question. Sure. Go ahead, Ted. I, I have two quick questions. Uh, hi again, David. This is Day in California. Hi. Uh, question number one, you had mentioned that you uh, you have a passion for mentoring, teaching anyone who's interested in sound, sound engineering. Uh, is that available online? Um, uh, I'm, I'm thinking of kids in Zambia who might have an interest in that field, but unable, of course, to, to get to your school. Yeah, uh, and I mean, then at what fee? If are there fees involved? How would that work? Sure. So um, that's actually something I've been in putting into development. There is there's only so much I can teach online. There are some open source uh, digital audio workstations which are excellent for that. Uh, you might have heard of BandLab, um, Cakewalk. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, you know, there's paid versions, but you can also teach on those, and you can teach some theoretical concepts and how to apply processing, etc. Um, so there are some things that can be taught, but then when it comes to things like microphone techniques, I mean, you can teach the theory, but not the practical, obviously, unless you're face-to-face. -face. But yeah, um, I'm actually developing an online program, um, and I'm hoping to get that ratified by AQA as well. So in short, yes, I can teach online, but I'd like to get it ratified as well so that I can certificate online as well, so it's not just an informal program. Um, in terms of fees, uh, obviously it will be, um, well, certification is £20 UK. I'm not sure what the um, conversion is at this point, but I'm also somebody who, depending on numbers and depending on people's situations, I'm willing to work with people, depending on you know, what 
what they can afford. But yeah, twenty pounds um, is for the certificate. That's not for, um, and it's not an hourly rate. That's just for the certificate. That sounds fair. I have a second question, if you don't mind. Yeah. Um, j just as a fan, also, what what is what's next after the MP3? Like we had vinyl. Now I've got the MP3. What's next, and which are you a fan of, vinyl or MP3? Uh, that's, that's a good question. Um, I mean, we have. I mean, MP3 is already, I guess, in many ways moved on. Yeah, I mean, there are, there are other forms of compression, compressed audio. You've got things like Og Vorbis, which is super compressed, but it's still high quality. Um, you know, we've had AAC, which is mainly used by iTunes for a while. Now, there, you know, there's, there's, it just depends on the platform that's being used. But when it comes to streaming, um, for example, on Spotify, you are to upload a lossless format, so high quality audio, and then they compress it into whatever file format they use in their streaming platforms. Um, but yeah, I mean, in, in many ways, whilst we still use mp3 that, that's kind of like old news anyway so we're already at the next stage um but that still has you know how audio files are compressed still has implications for um the ways in which it can be used so you may be aware that a lot of music is being mixed binaurally now so rather than just being able to place audio in the left and right channels with regard to panning um, you have sort of like 3D mixing where you have um, depth perception as well, so which is which is quite exciting. Um, so yeah, so I think I, 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 the music has even been mixed in in Dolby Atmos as well, and using object-based audio. So that has wide implications for again film, you know, syncing in film and game. Um, but yeah, so it really just depends on whatever platforms the major players, are, uh, whatever, uh, sorry, um, formats the major players are using on their streaming platform. Um, I think he asked if he had a preference for one over the other. One over the other? Okay, yeah, so uh, fine. I, I love the, I love the, the, the kind of the sense of authenticity you get from playing smelling, feeling, touching a vinyl. Um, I'm always going to say vinyl over the digital. Um, as a consumer and as a fan, having a vinyl... I want to say cassette. Oh, well, the option was only... <laughs> vinyl, uh, the option was only vinyl and MP3. So if I'm choosing between the two, mm. it's got to be vinyl. But yeah, take, yeah, come on. I mean, do you know... Do you, and, it, and it's the fact that you get a, a body of work, you know, the art on... The, the covers, reading the covers, reading people's stories, the credit, those kind of things that come along with it as well. You, you can't get on an MP3. Yes, you can get um, digital, you can get documents, PDFs and stuff like that. And you have obviously your whatever platform it's been streamed on. Um, but no, you can't be holding something and you know, touching and viewing and having it and owning it personally, having that physical presentation of that body and work. So, yeah, it's, it's, coming, it's coming back, oddly enough. It is. It is. Yeah. It is. It is. I mean, the DJs, um, is. the the what do you call it? <laughs> the uh, the ones who state that they're the most authentic had, had never left it. But um, right. 
but there are actually new new record players being made, which uh, get you vinyl to your um, well, not so much MP3, M4A, yeah, um, yeah, uh, platform. So you're getting an analog to digital, um, but in a, in, in a new form. So everybody thought the records had gone away, and uh, surprise, they're, surprise, they're coming back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're coming back. And and funnily enough, um, more expensive than before because it's almost like a you, you get kudos if you're buying a vinyl because it gives you that sort of you know sense of authenticity. Okay, this person is a real lover of, of music so to speak because they're, they're they're taking their time out to play it how it was originally intended in many ways so maybe that's a good one for you guys out in zambia you know two record company still has got its plant in indola make some vinyl records and you'll clean up in this country because come christmas oh, yeah. <laughs> they're all buying vinyl <laughs> oh yeah by the way oh yeah yeah so and you can sell them for ridiculous amounts of money as well yeah because yeah. uh, it's uh, still a, a small market, so it's uh, uh, there's not that much in it. I don't think I've, I've heard any sort of like Afrobeats or anything coming in from Africa on vinyl at the moment. On vinyl, neither have I. So yeah, that, old school that, stuff, like the old, older stuff was all on vinyl. Yeah, yeah. Wow. so that could be a new market for you, you youngsters, by the way. You could actually literally get the, the biggest distributors interested by um, creating some vinyl. Um right sorry back to you david so uh anybody else have got any questions before he just goes through his licensing then we just focus on sound i have a question hi go ahead natula okay uh, my name is natula from zambia so um apart david apart from sound engineering do you also um do like music classes like from the basics instrumentals vocals and whatever or it's just sound you just um, specialize in sound so I, I i do specialize in um down both pre and post-production uh recording capturing instruments mixing and mastering but i also teach music performance music performance um so within the syllabus students will have a first instrument that they've learned um, but they're expected to learn another instrument at least one other instrument so um, in their ensembles they will swap over so maybe the drummer might then in the next track play piano the pianist in the next track might play guitar bass they're learning um, the basics of uh, a number of different instruments including singing voice as well and it's and I'm not teaching them how to play these instruments. We have um, visiting therapeutic teachers who will work with them. Um, this is more about teaching performance techniques and music business as well. We run, we run, we run a syllabus um, called Freelance, which teaches them about uh, things such as licensing, and copyright and marketing themselves, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, my first degree, funnily enough, was actually a marketing degree. Um, so while I was working with Strictly Business, I was actually doubling up as an engineer and uh, a marketing exec as well, hence liaising with uh, AMD, distribution and marketing. So it's mainly sound, um, but it's performance as well. Does that help, Natula? 
I do teach yes. music theory as well. Sorry, I, oh, okay. I do teach music theory because that, that is that is a, requ- a prerequisite of the course. You, you need to have music theory, so I teach music theory. Okay, all right. Then uh, I have another question. The last question. Um, in in your journey of uh, sound engineering and teaching music, um, have you um, formed any bands or maybe your students started? forming their own bands and now they're big and you know they're out there doing the most that's a good question um so let's see so yes students have formed bands no one has been an international selling artist yet um i as i was coming up before getting any sort of qualification i'm not sure whether you were um here at the time when i was like in the meeting at the time i was explaining i was part of a group called frontline soldiers and we were sort of performing up and down the country. Um, as Arise King David, I've, I've been able to, you know, been blessed enough to be able to tour and um, for a short tour, you know, performed in different countries, performed in Poland, Germany, um, and the States as well. And I've, I've worked with some, some internationally well-known artists, such as Master Ace, uh, Rhapsody, um, but that X, uh, but they are all, I say, well known in the world of hip hop. But, but no, no one's made it big yet in terms of my students. Okay, <laughs> yeah, still right. working on it. All right. Okay. Awesome. Okay. Um, so, David, a little bit about um, licensing. Should this come before or after your, your, I just thought about it, should it come before or after your film work? Um, I, it's, it's connected. Yeah. Hi. It's, it's, it's so do you want to, oh, sorry, one moment. Yeah, yes, go ahead. So, uh, sorry, I had my hand up. And... Uh, so, so, um, sorry, please, this, go ahead. Sorry, yeah, I wanted to ask David, I think um, I have two questions really uh one goes on the mixing and mastering of um music right um in mm-hmm. in zambia we we do have you know we've reached a milestone as, uh, as far as production is concerned and everything mm-hmm. but uh, i think our biggest issue has been most most of the times when we're trying to distribute for our music to play in other countries we never get it yeah. right uh, in as far as ma- mixing and mastering is concerned. And then, like, uh, I'm going to give myself as an example. Every time uh, we're doing a record, be it a single, uh, when it reaches a point of um, mixing and mastering, I always mm-hmm. need to export it to somebody out of uh, the country. You know, like the the closest being South Africa for us, because obviously mm-hmm. it's going to be cheaper for somebody in South Africa to do it. So yeah. I don't know if there are any uh, is is there like any specs that you could give what uh, type of um, uh, what can, can I say like instrument? Because well, because of that, I've realized that it's very expensive. I, I've thought, okay. It would be easier if we got some of this equipment brought here and then had uh, specialists teach the people here to do these things. But obviously, that's a long-term plan. But then I would like yeah. to know, in as far as 
my artists are concerned or the people that I work with, because I work with a lot of other artists apart from the ones that I manage. Yes. So I'd yeah. like to to be uh, to have um you know like maybe a well written is there like maybe what can I say like a guideline to what mm-hmm. is supposed to be like what type of instruments as I like universal what type of things tools we need for proper mixing and mastering so that we could have that thing where we can export even from here in this country we export the music out there and we're not told mm. oh mm. your music is below standard or it's not reaching the, the you know a kind of do we need to use an apple what you know a macbook <laughs> pro i don't know yeah. you know yeah. the microphone should be this microphone you know those little you know the nitty-gritty that we overlook obviously yeah that's the first yeah. question and then um the second question do you uh, i think i must i don't know if i'm mistaken i heard something about um translation is it music translation or something like that is it possible music for theory? us to have our music translated you know like we do local music obviously the artist here can interpret and then would like to you know put our music out there where people can you know, read through yeah. our music in chords because um, I think Maureen um, Milanda is the only one in this country. Tra- transcription, David. Transcription. Transcription. Yeah, yeah it's transcription. Mm. Yeah, I think for me, I've only seen Maureen Milanda's music being transcripted. I think oh, maybe wow. that must have been the So Masala album. I haven't seen any other Zambian that's uh, local out there who's got translated music i don't know if you get it like okay would like i've seen a lot of albums they've got lyrics written on them and everything but i've never seen chords being translated you know from a zambian Mm. artist so this is another question that i wanted to ask you do you offer that service uh, and is it possible to have our local music translated in the chords yeah that Mm. already exists it's a good she, question. She I, I don't offer transcription. No. Um, okay. Yeah, I don't offer that. Um, Faith, if you have a chat with me after, after David is done, <laughs> uh, I think I should be able to point you in the right direction. Thank All you. right. Yeah. Okay. That's definitely something that I'm going to look into anyway. Um, but yeah, it's not something I provide, but that's, that's a good, good, um, and a good question, a good way forward in order to open up the new markets, obviously. Um, with regard to specs, audio specs, um, again, excellent questions. And so, in some ways, it depends on what platform you are spending your music, you know, you want your music to play on. So, for example, if you're uploading music or you want music to play on Spotify, they have certain specs that they want you to meet in terms of your audio file, how it should be compressed, what levels they should reach. Um, But then that would be different, say, from if you're sending an audio file to be played on BBC Radio 1, for example. So it's important to do a bit of 
research, a bit of due diligence, think about where you want your audio to play to try and make sure you're exporting uh, and meeting international broadcast standards. Um, now, I can provide you with a list of some of the main sort of uh, technical specifications you would need to meet um, that will cover most international broadcast standards. Um, generally speaking, I say this is really sort of like a general broad spectrum when exporting wave files, for example, the minimum sample rate you should have if you're aware of sample rates is 44.1 kilohertz, 16-bit, minim minimum, pretty much as a wave file. Um, if you're exporting anything less than that, then the quality won't be great. Um, so I would say if you're able to tell me, and again, you can you can send me an email afterwards about, or, or you can let me know, if you're able to tell me exactly where you want your music to play, um, I could then point you in the right direction in terms of technical stuff that you need to meet. You mentioned also like you know what programs, what microphones should be using, what kind of instruments should you, should you be using. Um, the microphones you use will um, depend on what you're recording as well. So it's it's quite it's, there's no sort of like one answer for that. So for example, if you're recording um, a, a classic sort of drum kit, which has a kick drum, you're recording anything with low frequencies at loud volume, and you should make sure you're using dynamic microphones, for example. Um, so you're not gonna you you won't have any distortion with regard to that unless you're driving the volume up really high in post-production. Um, so again, there's no one answer that. It really does depend on what you are producing. Then I can advise what sorts of microphones would best capture um, an instrument. In terms of what kinds of instruments as well, um, again, there's, there's no standard set of instruments that should be used generally speaking but it depends on what genre of music you're bringing out if it's local music then local music has to be authentic right so it should have the instruments that you would use in local music you know likewise if you're doing orchestral classical music then you'd be using classical instruments so um it really does depend if you're able to tell me the sorts of genres or even give me some examples of of, of some of the um tracks that you're working on with artists and where you want it to play, then I can, I'm happy to put together sort of like a list and send to you some general specifications that you need to bear in mind when trying to produce a sound that will be accepted internationally. Zambia, being built, getting our education.